No, I don't know the words to that song. I'm not going to sing that song. I will not learn the words or ever sing it. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> Next thing you know, we'll be out at a bar somewhere and you'll be singing it. No, nah, not going to happen. <laughs> It's time to hit the trail, lock in those hubs, and throw it into low range. Because you are listening to Wheel It with Keith and Johnny Orange. Broadcasting from the Thin Line Off-Road Studio, they're here to talk about 4x4s, trucks, and everything to do with enjoying the great outdoors. Buckle up, here's your hosts, Keith and Johnny Orange. Well, greetings and welcome home, Mr. Keith. Uh, Just time for episode 67. Welcome back. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, it has been a very, very busy month. Uh, Indeed. Just been crazy. Uh, as you know, uh, I had an opportunity to go out on a really cool event, mm-hmm. and uh, we got lots to talk about on that. Uh, you, yeah, know, you went to that uh, septic conference or something down yeah. in Florida again, didn't you? Yeah, there you go. Man, that sounds <laughs> shitty. <laughs> um, you know... No, I mean, as you know, uh, up, you know, for the last month or so, you were real busy. I was real busy. We had a lot of life get in the way. (laughs) Uh, Before what I did, um, I had an accident at work, ended up uh, uh, severing a uh, a muscle in my arm and ended up having to get a lot of stitches and yeah that was some pretty gruesome pictures too <laughs> yeah so that's all healed up now but then so of course the, i i was on the plus side for a week it probably took you like one two beers to get buzzed up though right probably yeah, probably awesome. <laughs> uh and then i got the call of a lifetime mm-hmm. uh, in fact I, they did approved we, your chain surgery sure sure <laughs> D- did we talk did we tell anybody on the last podcast what I was doing or no? Or you did on the lost episode, I think, maybe. I, I briefly mentioned it in the little intro to episode 66. I don't remember about the other ones. It's It's been that busy. I Okay, well, uh, for our listeners here, uh, one of our sponsors for the Wheelan podcast for a very long time has been Chad McKinney of Quick Draw Brand. Chad called me up about a month ago now and said... Hey, I've got a lot. Of, he goes, well, one, I got some news for you. I have signed up to do Ultimate Adventure through Peterson's Four Wheel and Off Road. Awesome. And he said, two, he's a sponsor of the event, mm-hmm. uh, the official adapter sponsor. He said, two, uh, I've got a little bit of an issue. I've got a couple of family things, a couple of business things. I don't think I can go on this trip. <laughs> Would you be willing to take my Jeep for me on Ultimate Adventure? And of course, I had to say, well, you know, uh, you know, I, I really don't want to, but uh, you poor sob. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know it's not one of your Toyotas. And, mm-hmm. You know, all those family obligations and everything. Yeah, yeah. So of course, I said I had to, to him, take I one s- for the team, didn't you? I said to him immediately. <laughs> I said, yes, absolutely, I'd love to go. Uh, Kept it pretty quiet, pretty secret for about a week or two there. Mm -hmm. He calls me back up uh, and says, hey, some things have moved around. I can go now, but my co-driver can't go, so I still would like you to go. And so absolutely, I took him up on that. Awesome. And the the plan was hatched to do Ultimate Adventure 2020. Awesome. Um, 
I guess just starting out here, uh, you want to hear about like kind of chronologically uh, what we did and. Uh, you know, you know, I've heard the phrase, there's the only, you know, stupid questions one not asked, but that's a stupid question. Hell yeah, I want to hear about it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I, you know, without looking at a calendar, I don't know what the date was, but Chad and I had hatched this plan that we were going to leave from his shop in uh, Pleasant Plain, Ohio, which is just outside of Cincinnati. Uh, it was in Ohio yesterday. Uh, nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on a Tuesday, uh, I was going to drive down and pick up the Jeep and then head to the starting point, I'm sorry, to the ending point of the ultimate adventure. Okay. Chad was going to then fly in, rent a car, and go along with another gentleman, and we were going to then have our rigs uh, shipped from South Dakota where the ending point was, to the starting point, and then we would pick up our rigs. So, so it's, you run it in reverse? There's a lot of weird logistics here. So um, <laughs> I guess starting out with, so I, I get down Tuesday morning, fully planning on loading the Jeep and hitting the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gave me a almost two-day buffer uh, to cover the, I don't know, 1,300 miles up to... Uh, Mount Rushmore mm-hmm. in South Dakota, Piedmont, uh, South Dakota there. And so I pull in, I go into the shop, and man, I just immediately was like, what is going on here? <laughs> because I did not walk into a shop where there was a rig ready to go. Mm-hmm. I walked in to see a 2012 JKU with no interior. Oh. Uh, front suspension not fully put together yet. Huh. Uh, brake lines or brake system not bled, a uh, lot of wiring not done, winch not wired up, uh, mm-hmm. all sorts of final details. I looked at Chad and I go, man, I go, what's going on? He goes, he goes, it has been a mad rush. And he goes, in every single thing, as you and I know, mm-hmm. in the off-road world, every single thing that he did to the rig, it ended up compounding where, okay, now I got to do this and I got to <laughs> do this and I got to do this. Yeah. Yeah. That happens. Uh, that happens a lot. A quick rundown of his rig. He had purchased a uh, 2012 JKU mm-hmm. uh, stock vehicle, stock sport with a 3.6 liter V6. Mm-hmm. And he had originally done the quick draw transmission swap, which is the quick draw bell behind the 3.6 to get rid of the lame six speed that they use in those things. Yeah. And he went to the Tremec TK. 4050 nice. five speed, which has got the six to three first six point three to one first gear, something mm-hmm. like that. So it's basically the new version of the MV4500. Yeah. So he had done that. Well, then he decided he was going to take this Jeep. He originally wanted to take his power wagon. Okay. But he just knew he wasn't going to have time to do that. So he decided to build the Jeep. Nice. Bought a set of Rubicon axles, re-geared them to 538. Um, trust them, did all sorts of kind stuff. Of lockers. Stock Rubicon e-lockers. Oh, so, I forgot about that. Yeah, nice. Uh, did all of that. Um, Toyo, I'm sorry, not Toyo. Falcon um, was the official tire sponsor of Ultimate Adventure. They supplied them with a set of 38-inch uh, Falcon. Nice. I think they're called Wild Peaks. Uh, pretty aggressive tire, uh, kind of a mud terrain type tire. Mm-hmm. As a side note, those tires worked awesome on the trip. No problems with them whatsoever. And they, I was really amazed at how well they did off-road mm. and had almost zero road noise. Nice. Very, very impressed on the tires. Um, 
He had new the new worn wheels, which haven't even come out yet. I've uh, heard about them. I they, haven't seen them yet. Yeah, they sent him a set of the worn wheels. Nice. Uh, full metal cloak, body armor. They make some cool stuff. My yeah. brother has one of those on his JK. Oh, does he? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Beautiful setup. I mean, he had everything all laid out in this thing. And so he basically, I walked into the shop, and he handed me a wrench and a screwdriver and <laughs> was like, to do. exactly. Uh, he has two shop guys there. Huge shout-out to them, uh, Tim and Chuck. They're both in their probably mid-50s. Uh, I could be dating him wrong here. Might even be a little older than that. But um, one of them, I want to say it was Tim. I, I could be mistaken on that. Had recently fallen off a ladder and broken Ooh. his ribs. Ooh. So here we got Ooh. Tim with broken ribs, mm-hmm. or Chuck, one of the two. Anyway, one of those guys with broken ribs. And myself down there, I had just the day before gotten my um bandages and my splint off my arm but i still had all my stitches in my arm yeah and it was real weak couldn't even bend it certain ways so i'm working left-handed you know trying to work on this rig we did a about a 21 22 hour thrash fest (laughs) to get this jk going yeah um i mean we were out there till the wee hours of the morning about three o'clock in the morning we finally get uh this thing um running and mm-hmm. put together and we went to go pull out of the shop and we couldn't even steer it <clears throat> just stuck to the ground like it would it was it was like the front axle was just welded in a straight outline the hell'd you do well that was the thing so we started taking a look at this oh that was something else our steering was an issue too um he had he had what he believed were stock jk drag links and tie rods and stuff like that yeah one of the ones he had was two inches too long so we ended oh. up having to modify the drag link to make it work because yeah. we weren't going to get a drag link at you know midnight. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we ended up, you know, we're we're going through this whole thing. I'm underneath this thing and I'm looking at it and I says, I know it's a front axle issue. So he had put RCV shafts, which by the way, those were awesome. Mm-hmm. I know they're expensive, but man, the RCV they shafts are impressive. I'll very impressive. We pulled the passenger side RCV out and. You know, all of a sudden we could steer the thing and we're like, okay, it's definitely, it's staying fully engaged, locked in the front, but we still have no power to the front end. So we didn't know what was going on, what was, why it was doing that. So I got the diff cover off. I'm in there, you know, fishing around in the e-locker diff, which I have not messed around with the e-lockers a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I'm kind of just figuring out what's going on in there. And Chad, you know, I, I thought at first that he was like, um, disappointed or something but he went off into his office mm. and like i said this is about three o'clock in the morning <clears throat> and i get under there and i'm i'm working with chuck and tim and you know we're kind of half asleep we've got a couple <laughs> beers in us we're just we're figuring things out so i'm in there and i'm messing with it and finally i figure out after about 20 or 30 minutes that the factory um there's like a button that is a switch that lets you know that the locker's engaged on the Rubicon axles. Okay. It had seized up, and it oh. was keeping the locker engaged all the time. Huh. So I yell over to Chad in the office, and I says to him, I go, Hey, Chad, I go, uh, I think we got it. Um, you know, come on out here. We'll have this thing together in just a second. And he goes, I hear him yell back, Okay, well, I guess I'll hold off on this for a second. I said, Okay. So he comes out, and he's like, what's going on? Show him what's going on. We end up cutting the end of the, because mm-hmm. it was a weird, um, like, very fine pipe thread, so it wasn't mm-hmm. something you could just put a uh, bolt in. in. Yeah. So we just cut the end of the sensor off, and we plug the sensor back in there. On that. <laughs> and sure enough, boom, now we got steering. So nice. Chad goes, 
he kind of laughs and he, he goes, come on in the office with me for a minute. And he goes, look what I was going to do. He had pulled up on his computer in the office. He was about to hit the buy it now button from the local Jeep dealership on a brand spanking new Rubicon. <laughs> and uh, his plan was, is because he didn't think we were going to get this one going. Uh-huh. Um, and he knew we needed to be to the event. He was going to buy a brand new Rubicon. We were going to throw the 38s on it, the winch on it, and we were just going to go do Ultimate Adventure. And, that would have been pretty epic. I'm not Well, lie. yeah. And I said, well, what are you going to do with it when we're done? He goes, well, maybe I'll just flip it when I'm done. Or something. I said, well, man, this is whatever. You know, this, yeah. is, this is crazy. Take it for a test drive, shakedown run up and down the road. It Everything seems to be working pretty good. At nice. this point, it's like 5 in the morning maybe. I mean, mm-hmm. we've, we've been really going on this thing. So, uh, you know, Chuck and Tim were like, yeah, we're going to go back home for a minute, get some sleep. We'll be back in the morning first thing, which already is morning, basically. Yeah. So I crawl on the excursion. I get like two hours of sleep. I hear the the Jeep pull in. Chad had taken it for another shakedown run in the morning. And uh, so we take the thing. We load it up on the trailer. Um, we we got underneath it. As we're getting under the trailer, we realized we hadn't um, fully tightened down all the suspension bolts and everything. <laughs> so we're literally, so myself and Chuck and Tim, we're underneath this thing with wrenches, and we are just tightening up every bolt we can find. We're just yeah. check, double-checking, triple-checking everything. Get it all strapped down. Uh, we had a couple, oh, we had to still put the winch uh, rope on it. We mm-hmm. had a couple little things we had to do. We yeah. got all that done. I probably hit the road. Noon, one o'clock, something like that. Finally, Ooh. finally got in the road. And man, you, I, I'm just, I'm just dead on my feet. You so know? you're, you're heavily invested in these bang drinks, then, right? You know, I, <laughs> I, much to my surprise, I didn't have any energy drinks, but I huh. drank a lot of coffee. Same difference. A lot, a lot of coffee. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we ended up hitting the road, and or I hit the road, and I started heading towards uh, Piedmont, South Dakota, where mm-hmm. Mount Rushmore is. Now, at the time, this was a secret. I couldn't tell anybody where I was going. Um, Ultimate Adventure keeps everything on total lockdown. They don't yeah. want you publicizing where you're going or anything like that. So besides my fiance, there really wasn't anybody knew um, exactly where I was going. Yeah. So I, I get up there. Uh, so I, I drive. Um, I made it to... Um, actually, uh, uh, I made it to... I'm trying to think of the name of the town now. Um, anyways, made it made it to a. Uh, um, uh, oh, I know what it was. I made it to Wall, uh, South Dakota. Huh. Um, the second night, because I did two nights on the road. I think is what I did. Okay. And I uh, made it to Wall, South Dakota, uh, which is really cool. Wall drug. They got the famous downtown. It's it, look it up if you ever want to check it out. It's really cool. I assume they're known for their wall construction there or something. Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, I don't uh, know. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm sorry. So the first night I slept. That's right. The first night I slept in a, just a rest stop. I mm-hmm. just pulled in, and then I drove the whole next day. Um, so you're saying you rested in a rest stop? Yeah, pretty That's much. That's so literal. I love it. Um, <laughs> drove the whole next day. Um, got about six hours of sleep in the rest stop. Drove the whole next day. Made it to Wall, Wall South Dakota. Nice. Pretty late at night. Um, everything was shut down. I All my clothes were greasy from working at Chad's, other mm. things. So I was like, maybe I can find a, a you know a laundromat or something. Sure enough, they had one in a wall, but it didn't open until the morning. So I, gotcha. I slept there in a parking lot in the... Back of my truck. Shout out to my buddy Lucas. He loaned me a tent cot combo that I ended up using hmm. on the trip, and uh, it fit just perfectly in the back of the excursion. So I kind of nice. had this like privacy, and I had a nice. something decent to sleep on, which was nice. really nice. Yeah. But uh, so we get to Wall, and uh, or I keep saying we, me, because uh, it was <laughs> myself on the way up there. Um, 
you know, hit the road the next morning with the plan to be in Piedmont by 10 or 11. I, mm-hmm. I was able to hit a laundromat, uh, went to Wall, got some other famous donuts and coffee. Nice. Uh, really good donuts and coffee and all that. You didn't bring any back to share. What the hell? Uh, I probably no, could have. You know we, what? No. On the way back, Chad no and I brought... Okay, no. all right, all right. No, you didn't do it. <laughs> Doesn't count. They're very good. You got to try no, some sometime. Don't, don't keep talking about it. You ever man. been to South Dakota? Nope. No, you need to get there. <laughs> Furthest west I've been is Minnesota mm. a couple times. Well, so... We end up, uh, why do I keep saying we? I don't know. Anyways, (laughs) I end up getting up to Piedmont, Mm -hmm. and uh, I pull in, and uh, there was a guy up there who I guess has been a supporter of the event in various ways over the years. Uh, He had volunteered people to park their rigs at his farm there. Nice. And and his shop, which he's got a, uh, he builds uh, rock crawlers and stuff like that. Oh, cool. We, we pull in, and I say we at this point because we had other people pulling in as well. Mm-hmm. And then uh, as I'm pulling in and unloading, uh, Ian Johnson from Extreme 4x4. That dude is awesome. Yeah, pretty neat dude. Uh, he's got the He's guy, like the Bobby Flay of the off-road world. Yeah, he's got the, the Guy Fieri hair <laughs> yeah, and all that. Or Guy yeah. Fieri. Yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. Not Bobby Flay. He, uh, he pulls in just after me, and this is the guy I was supposed to carpool with. So mm-hmm. he pulls in. We shake hands, meet. Um... We get talking for a minute. Uh, Chad pulls in. He had gotten a flight in. He pulls in about an hour later. Um, you know, our hotshot trucker gets there. We put Ian's Jeep and Chad's Jeep onto the hotshot guy's rig. Nice. And then we um, we all piled into a car to do another 12-hour drive. <laughs> nice. We, so my eight hours on the road yesterday doesn't seem so bad. <laughs> I, I tell you what, there was definitely a lot of midnight oil uh, being burnt. You know, Chad had showed up with a Jeep Compass, and you've met him before. He's like, he's like seven foot eighteen so or something like that. Open and a helmet on top. Right? His knees. I took a picture and texted it to Stephanie. His knees were literally on the dashboard <laughs> as he was driving this thing. That's and then awesome. he switched out after about four hours and slept in the passenger seat while Ian drove. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that was. That was really a surreal thing to me in the beginning because I I guess I, I can't say grew up, but as a young man, 21, 22, I was watching Extreme 4x4 and Spike yeah. with Ian Johnson and Jesse Combs. And I've this, watched a lot of that stuff just online over the years when I had internet and I could actually watch some of it, but I... Never really had the internet speed to watch a lot of it. Never had cable or satellite, but I love those shows. Anytime at friends' houses, yeah, I'd watch them. Well, loved it. His show, at least the Extreme Four by Four, was mm-hmm. one of my favorite ones because yeah. to me, they were building real world, real mm-hmm. world rigs with a lot of times junkyard parts. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I learned a whole lot from their FJ sixty episode where. Um, they had chopped up and built kind of a two buggy out mm-hmm. of an old rotted out FJ 60, you know? And, and so anyway, so this guy to me, I've never been a fanboy type person of famous people and stuff yeah. like that, but it was pretty cool. Cause this is like a dude that I've looked up to for a long oh, yeah. time. So I meet him, you know, and then I, I get to immediately go on this 12 hour car ride with this stranger who's <laughs> also this famous person, you know? Yeah. And... <clears throat> Got to know him pretty well on the car ride, and he's telling mm-hmm. me life stories and all sorts of stuff. And tell you what, he is on all the time, and he is who you see on TV. That's it, awesome. It's not an act, which I, I really got to respect. You know, that guy that you see on TV, um, I learned over the entire week, and we hung out a lot, but um, the stuff that he 
he really knows his vehicles. Yeah. Uh, he was constantly wrenching on his or somebody else's. He just, you know, he, he just jumped right in there um, That's with tools awesome. and knowledge. Very, very knowledgeable guy. He actually, um, and I hope he doesn't mind, but he told me a little bit of his life story. He, he originally was a shop teacher up in Canada. Oh, really? And then... Nice. He had applied to be on Monster Garage, was on Monster Garage, and something somehow so I through that. another show he did. Well, he did like one episode of that, yeah. and then he somehow um, moved that into uh, being able to try out for Extreme 4x4, which nice. then he got that and did that for many, many years. That, and that was really how his career took off. Yeah. So it was really cool because... You know, he was able to tell me, you know, you and I doing the media things with all of the um, the off-road world, too. Yeah. He kind of said, this is my path. Now, it may not be the path we take, but yeah. it was the path that he took. And I thought it was really cool, and it was very informative. And he was very open about all of that. Which That's was awesome. Really, really cool. And very approachable. Just really, really yeah. cool guy. Uh, we had a lot of fun with him. So, um, so yeah. So, Ian, myself, and Chad, we drove, uh, and we got up really late Um that day, that mm-hmm. night, it was like one o'clock in the morning. We got up to Kalispell, Montana, which nice. is where we actually started Ultimate Adventure. Nice. So we, we checked into the hotel that night. There was a host hotel. Um, next morning, uh, of course, everybody starts meeting. And this is, you know, my eyes are, you know, <laughs> balloons uh, walking around the parking lot. And I'm looking at. Um, some of the most famous off-road rigs, both from the magazines and TV and stuff like that. I remember you'd done a couple of Facebook Live videos, I know, yeah, never mentioning locations or anything like that, of course. Mm-hmm. But I remember seeing a couple of those rigs, like the, the orange double-ended JK, whatever they call that thing. Yeah, that, I think that's what they call it, the double-ended JK. Yeah, um, I remember that so vividly from the, the magazine and just reading and can't you know couldn't wait for the next issue to read that that's a really cool rig and that entire event speaking of uh you know quote unquote famous people mm-hmm. um that was piloted by clifton slay hmm. who um is a really old name in the off-road world people yeah. today maybe don't even recognize that name because he's kind of out of the off-road world at least as a business owner mm-hmm. he had started poison spider customs way back in the day oh, and he is credited with being the guy uh, if you talk to anyone, he is the one who pretty much created the modern tube buggy, tube huh. car phase. He's nice. the one that would bring, like, people were building tube cars all the way back forever, mm-hmm. but he was the one that started to really put engineering function into them and nice. really started to streamline things and figure things out. And a lot of what Clifton Slay did uh, really set the ground for what today they're doing at King of Hammers and they're yeah. doing all these other places. So nice. got to meet Clifton. He's super cool dude, very soft-spoken. Um, you know, same thing. He'll kind of tell you about what he did in life, you know, trials, That's tribulations, awesome. things like that. And I'll tell you what, man, of all the guys on that trip, I don't think he had any problems with the double-ended JK. He doesn't nice. own it. It belongs to Motor Trend. But yeah. um, he drove it. And... There was not an obstacle that he didn't just go at with that thing and just made it look like he was just pushing a shopping cart through a... That is awesome. It was just like, wow, he made that look really easy. That I mean, is awesome. He's a world-class rock crawler. It, yeah. was, it was so cool to watch him do that. Nice. But, so, yeah, anyways, in the parking lot there, we had the double-ended JK. We had the... Uh, um, uh, the UA Scout from last year. They put that the two eight Cummins cool. in. Yeah, Vern Simmons' new U U A L R J. He calls it. He did a um, say that again. U A L R J. Okay. So he did the. He took <clears throat> and built a L J. Um, did a two eight Cummins swap on it. 
But then also running a quick draw bell, mm-hmm. as is the scout that I just talked about. Nice. But uh, he's running the 2.8, and then um, he put a World War II MB grill in it, but cut Ugh. out the bars on the sides to emulate the British oh, SAS yeah. forces who used to be in Africa back in the day. Oh, so that's the whole, cool. The whole thing was like the British SAS um, theme. It was yeah. super cool, super cool. That is awesome. And that was another rig that I don't think they had any problems with on the entire yeah. trip. I, I know he kept messing with like some canvas tarp stuff on it that he was kind of like making as he went along. The same thing. He <laughs> was thrashing. Really count, though. He was thrashing at the last minute. Yeah. So he was like still doing modifications on the trip. Nice. But, Pardon me. Um, don't don't but, die. I want to hear the rest of this. No, I know, I know. Please he, don't die. He, I, uh, I need more. <laughs> it was super cool. You know, so so we're out there in the parking lot. Um, you know, everybody kind of, you know, introduces each other. They also, at the same point, because this is 2020, they had to tell us, okay, here's the rules with the COVID thing. You know, masks all the time, social distancing to the best of possibilities. Mm-hmm. And uh, Clifton Slay was actually, I, I jokingly called him the entire trip, like the COVID commander or, <laughs> you know, uh, the, Rona, awesome. the Rona Ranger. And uh, he... He awesome because he had one of the toughest jobs there. He was taking our temperature twice a day, Jeez. and he was uh, filling out the paperwork every day and really making sure that everybody was was being COVID compliant. Oh, that's good. And you know, obviously a job he didn't want to do. Yeah, he volunteered for it. He did an awesome job. And, that's cool. And so they were, you know, they were doing all that. So they tell us about all that. Then they gave us all the stickers and all the the swag, the goodie bags, and total. I could talk all day about some of the stuff that they did there, but mm-hmm. um, and so we we stickered up the rigs because you got to put the ultimate adventure windshield banner of on, of course, of course, and you got to do all the other stickers. Now, of course, this was day one um, as well, where I'm getting the cameras in my faces, which yeah. was really odd because you know. You know I'm not great in camera. You and no, I. No, you're not. Yeah, we've dealt with stuff before. <laughs> no, you're that. not. Hammered, you're not bad. Well, you know, <laughs> bone sober the entire time. You know, Ugh. so uh, <laughs> these guys. Uh, but it, after a while, I got used to it. You know, they just became. You get to the point they're not even there. That's exactly it. And my favorite thing: all the pre-trip emails. Mm-hmm. They had all these points about the event and said, "Do this, don't do this, blah blah." And and by all means, they were pretty lighthearted emails. Yeah. But the one said, "Pro tip: Don't worry about the camera guy until he starts screaming." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've uh, been that guy. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and we actually became friends with a lot of the camera guys, and they were super cool. Uh, I bet. Had, had a lot of fun with them too. As a you mentioned, don't worry about that. I was told that at a football thing. Um, Project back in the day, place I worked for, uh-huh. recording a high school football game. So guys, like I want you to get right in there, make sure you get this shot. Okay, no problem. Sitting there looking through the viewfinder, got plowed into by half the football team. <laughs> It'll happen, man. It'll <laughs> yeah. happen. Yeah, you just yeah ignore it and you'll be fine. So <laughs> uh, you know, uh, basically it was kind of like a big parking lot party, and nice. we were just getting things put together. Uh, Officially, Chad had the first carnage of the trip mm. in the parking lot before we left. Oh, so what happened on the way there? Uh, part of the whole things probably weren't tightened down correctly. He had this aftermarket snorkel setup, which I don't know who made that, mm-hmm. but they had what I jokingly called the cereal bowl. It, it was like a clear cereal bowl type looking thing that was supposed to be on the top of this. It took a filter media. Okay. 
Yeah, I lost that somewhere between Cincinnati and uh, <laughs> South Dakota. Nice. It was just gone. And then we're in the parking lot, and you know we're checking over the rig, and we're looking at everything, and we tightened a couple more bolts because we found yet a couple more that were loose. Yeah. And I look at the custom exhaust that Chad had whipped up himself that night because mm-hmm. uh, the exhaust wasn't even finished on the rig when Jeez. we left. He had whipped up this custom exhaust, but he had used uh, muffler clamps everywhere instead of welding it. Uh-oh. And basically everything had started to like twist and kind uh-huh. of deform yeah they do that and i said man we need to get this thing welded yeah and so he's on his phone looking for a muffler shop calls a couple of places they're like oh well, we can get you in five o'clock tomorrow he's like no i need it now you know and so uh Let's find a harbor freight <laughs> so this other really cool dude in in ua in ultimate adventure They've got the group of kind of the original guys, and then some of the guys that have been doing this for years and years and years. They call them the cronies. Yep. And the cronies are very helpful. Um, you know, they're super cool guys. And so what they did, um, or not say they, one of the cronies uh, they call Skinny Kenny. And nice. uh, Skinny Kenny comes over, and he's got his 70 Chevy Blazer up on 38s with a fuel-injected small block. Nice. Um, beautiful, beautiful rig. He goes, hey, man, I got a Premier Power welder under my hood. I've always wanted one of those things. He goes, uh, so cool. I've used them a couple of times now, and I've had mixed results, but yeah. his was tuned in perfectly, nice. perfectly. And he comes over, and so he, he gets it all hooked up. He gets his throttle set right because you got to set your throttle on the Premiers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he go, he just looks at me, and he hands me the ground in the in the welder, and he's like, he's like, are you a decent welder? And I'm like, I'm okay, you know, <laughs> so... Uh, stick welding, of course. Yeah. And so I got my under- least favorite. I'm I know. terrible at it. I need practice, is all I mean. So I got under there and I stick welded uh, Chad's exhaust back together. Nice. Uh, you know, in the parking lot, and that so was. So how soon after that did they have to repair it again? <laughs> it lasted the entire trip until oh, nice. two days. Uh, the last two days of the trip, the rearmost weld broke and we had a little bit of a rattle, ah. but it held together. Nice. Nice. So you know. So yeah, we uh, we got everything put together, um, everything kind of all good there. And then that night, um, uh, Ian had, uh, you know, which was really cool. He's like, "Hey, I'm gonna buy pizzas for everyone." So he uh, and I don't know if that was through his big tire garage, which he does now. Um, mm-hmm. That's like his new thing, which I'd recommend watching. They're like I, ten. I found it on episodes. Facebook. I saw it in one of the tags or something and added it, but. I haven't had time to do much of anything social media-wise lately. Oh, okay, gotcha. It's pretty bad, actually. I, uh, same way, same way. Yeah. Well, he says, uh, hey, man, um, I'm going to buy pizzas for everybody. So he literally just bought this huge stack of pizzas. Nice. And, um, you know, we all kind of had like a pizza party in the parking lot. That's awesome. Which was really cool. And so then we took... Very high school. I love it. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> And uh, so then, you know, everybody went to bed. You know, we had to get to, you know get up early in the morning. We had our first official drivers meeting, which you got to have every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for anyone out here who's kind of curious about Ultimate Adventure, if you're not familiar with it, if you didn't grow up reading it in Peterson's Four Wheel and Off Road, um, shame on you. Uh, Agreed. <laughs> yeah, this was the uh, 21st one, and it was the first year that it will not officially be in peterson's four-wheel and off-road magazine yeah, because that magazine sad. no longer exists that's it's so now going to be in four-wheeler magazine and on motor trend tv so well, it's still living though so that's all that really matters it's continuing um exactly so. exactly and i still have a chance one day to go and it's still called <laughs> peterson's four-wheel and off-road that's awesome. uh, ultimate adventure uh, of course that could change in a couple of years yeah. but they're going to try to keep it that for nice. uh, an amount of time but uh 
so yeah, you know, we, we had our first driver's meeting and basically during the driver's meeting, they don't tell you where you're going. Uh, uh, that's what I've always loved about it. Yeah. The unknown. I mean, you're just, you're there. Let's go. Let's have, let's go for a ride. That's basically <laughs> what they do. They say, you know, Hey, uh, this is what's going on. And, uh, you know, they might tell you, Hey, it's going to be a really sandy trail today, or it's going to be, uh, you know, rocky, you know, air down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they'll say, we've got 200 miles to our first fuel stop, whatever. They'll give you those basic pointers, but beyond that, you don't know where you're going. That's awesome. And uh, so that's that's what we did. Um, and so, you know, day one of wheeling, uh, we ended up going to the Blacktail Wild Bill OHV area. And that sounds cool. Yeah, it was really <laughs> cool. But here's the deal. I got I to gotta make fun of Chad one more time <laughs> because... Be four. Well, I, no, I actually that was day two. Correction. So, all right, I'll make fun of him for the day two part. Okay. Okay. Day one, we drove out to the Blacktail Wild Bill OHV area, which is a uh, an area that's been put by the Big Sky Four Wheelers, and that's a club out there. I was just gonna ask. Okay. Cool. Yeah, they've been they've been together. I think he said almost forty years. I oh, could wow. be wrong on that, but very nice. old club. And they have just a, a ton of man-made obstacles, plus natural trails, mm. rock crawling. Really a nice mix. It was a great, like, I don't want to say a break-in day, but at mm-hmm. the same point, warm up. it was a good warm-up. Yeah. Most of the obstacles did have bypasses there, which other parts of the trip did not. Yeah. Um, so if somebody didn't feel that their rig was capable to go through a certain obstacle, they you know just didn't do it. Yeah. But to everyone's credit, I don't think anyone pulled any of the bypasses. Hmm. Nice. Including, which this was when I started to just, like, my I was amazed. You've seen the pictures, John. I, yeah. I put them online. If anybody wants to see some pictures, you can go to Keith Codet's personal Facebook page. You'll see I did a bunch of albums that are public. You can look at all my pictures. Uh, shared some of them to Whelan. Shared some of them to the museum I did, page. I do want to get... Go through all those again. I, I and hitting them, hitting mess on them. So, so we had on this trip three full size vans. Nice. We had, um, Quigley was the official drive shaft slash four by four van sponsor. Nice. So they had brought their, I don't know what year it was. I might guess maybe 08, 10, right in there. Uh, full size Chevy, lime green, bright van. That's awesome. Uh, Dana 60 front. Um, they had taken the Quigley van. Nice. And then, um, they also, Quigley being a sponsor, they, I guess for a number of years, and I didn't know this, they supply the camera van for the event. Nice. And the camera van wheels the entire event as well. That is awesome. So the camera guys are back at the tail. That's but they're awesome. still wheeling. And so we had two Quigley vans. And I know the camera equipment and how that stuff can be to handle. I have more sympathy for them than any of the rest of you on this trip. I'm sorry. Well, I tell you what, man. The uh, But that's awesome. They get to wheel, though. Oh, absolutely. That is seriously cool. So we had the, the lime green Quigley Chevy, and then they had a Quigley E350 uh, van that was also Dana 60 front. And then what, we had... Was it, was it a diesel? No, no diesel vans. Um, Then we had a uh, invited reader. Um, My his name is escaping me at the moment. Um, Really cool dude though. He took a um, G30 or G20. I'm not sure which one it was. Um, So the 80s, early 90s style Chevy van. Mm -hmm. 
Same thing. Dana 60 front. Nice. Like 38s or 40s on it. <laughs> and uh, he did it. The theme was he did it as an ice cream van. <laughs> he even had an ice cream. That is awesome. So it would play It's a Small World. <laughs> oh, that would be annoying. Chimes. He didn't do it constantly. He would okay, hit it yeah, a couple that, of times a day. He'd probably get stabbed that first day if he played that. And every way. once in a while, he'd pull over and he'd be like, hey, you want some ice cream? And he'd like literally, like he had a cooler <laughs> full of ice cream and he would hand <laughs> you an ice cream awesome. cone or something. So awesome. But those three vans hit all these main obstacles. Nice. And um, Tiger, who uh, is over there at Quigley, I, I don't know if he owns the company. I, I didn't fully understand that. I don't know if he owns or if he's a representative. Or I know mm-hmm. he's been there forever. But um, Tiger and his wife, Renee, they uh, they had their uh, Quigley van, man, and he was hitting some of these obstacles. The one I was really impressed with that first day, there was uh, they had some buried tractor tires, big, like you're talking like 60-inch <coughs> tractor tires, the mm-hmm. big, big ones. And a couple of the full-size rigs and shorter wheelbase rigs were getting hung up pretty bad on them. And not that they were bypassing them, but they weren't taking the hardest line. Mm-hmm. Tiger comes up around the hill on this thing. And he just hammers it and goes right over the top <laughs> of those things in that Quigley awesome. van. And we've talked about Quigley vans in the past before. Yeah. Um, I was like, my eyes, I just, I, I couldn't believe it. It was, yeah. it was the coolest darn thing, man. That is awesome. So, uh, um, you know, it was just, uh, you know, day one of wheeling was just absolutely. Uh, it was absolutely insane. I mean, yeah. we we, uh, we were out there uh, all day long at the Blacktail uh, Wild Bill OHV area. Uh, there was two gentlemen. Um, once again, probably should have written down some names. <laughs> um, but shout out to them. They 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 were trail guides that day. It took us all over the place, mm-hmm. and they just had a great time. Now, uh, it was kind of nice. I you know they always tell you on the UA trips that uh, everybody. Um, you know, camps every night. Not always the truth. Uh, sometimes they camp. Sometimes they hotel it. This and mm-hmm. that. That first night, after everybody had a pretty good chance to kind of shake down their rigs, uh, we went back to the hotel. Oh, let me back up. One last thing about Blacktail. So we're out there at Blacktail. Mind you, this was Chad's first wheeling trip ever. Huh. He had never been off-roading more than a tooling around a little bit at Silver Lake. Okay. Uh, uh, poor guy. So this w- so he gets out there and he's hooked day one. Oh yeah. He's going all over the place in the quick draw brand Jeep. I mean, mm-hmm. this thing is is doing awesome. So, you know, he at first he, I don't want to say he was being tender with it, but he was, you know, he's kind of learning Conscious it. Okay. Concern. Yeah, he'll yeah. learn this and this. He gets up to this obstacle, and this is one where the majority of the group um Bypassed it. I'd mm-hmm. say maybe we had 26 rigs total, and I would say maybe six or seven of the rigs did this one. Well, there was this hmm. kind of this pretty good rock climb going up, and then it had a little gully that went down, and then it went up a little higher, and there was a tire to the one side, and there was some, I don't know if it was a man-made kind of bouldery thing, mm-hmm. but, but then it had about a four-foot... Uh, Almost sheer drop off, Ooh. and a couple of the other rigs that did it, they went up it, and then they get to the drop off, and they kind of like ca- cautiously go down, and they're like riding it on their skid plates, mm-hmm. and they get down, and then they kind of goose it at the end and and get out. So Chad gets up towards the top, 
and he's like up towards the top. He got through the rock garden pretty good. Mm-hmm. He gets up and he gets up by the, by the tire and stuff, and he starts to kind of like hit it, and he keeps he keeps spinning. You know, he's he doesn't quite have the traction. He's he's just he's spinning his tires, all four yeah. tires. You know, lockers engaged, and he's like getting up to the top, and he's getting up to the top. Now, I had said to him, I'd yelled up to him because I was spotting him. And I said, you're going to have to roll back and goose it, you know? And he's like, okay. And what I was meant was just a little bit of a just love tap, get the wheels spinning a little bit. I like where this is going. And, you know, get over the top of this thing. Now, I was trying to video him, so I went back and I I said, just wait for for me. And so I go and I've got my camera, and uh, I go to hit video on it. As I hear, whoo, wham! And I mean, and he hits the top of this obstacle. Uh huh. And he had four feet of air. Oh, shit. And he's going along, and I mean, and he just comes sailing through the air, slams down on all fours. <laughs> and I missed it totally on oh, my camera. Oh, bummer. Um, because I didn't have time because yeah. he, he hadn't waited. And I mean, it was so loud that. Austin, the camera guy who was in the camera van, really cool dude. Shout out to Austin. Austin comes running up the trail and he goes, What the hell, man? What just happened? And I'm like, Chad just jumped that entire obstacle. And he's like, He's got to wait till the cameras are rolling for stuff like that. He's like, I'm going to have to watch this guy in this trip. And sure enough, Austin really watched Chad yeah. the rest of that trip and didn't disappoint. There was definitely awesome. some moments. Awesome. So, so he, you know. But uh, that was our first damage that we didn't repair, but it was damage nonetheless. Uh, yeah. He landed so hard, he bent his rear axle shaft. <laughs> uh, we didn't know that till the next morning. Though. Yeah. Um, you know, Get on the highway. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I guess I can kind of explain that. Um, well, like I was starting to say, we went back and uh, you know, uh, to the same hotel that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we're going down the road, Ian pulls up next to us and he's like, Hey, what are you guys doing for dinner? And we're like, uh, I don't know. He's like, we're all going. He had his uh, camera guy, Matt from big tire garage with mm-hmm. him. He was only with us the first couple of days. Super cool dude. Um, he's like, Hey, we're going to go out to dinner tonight. We're going to get some steaks. Well, apparently the steak place was closed. So we went to this really cool mm. Mexican place instead. Nice. Had some good Mexican food and sangria and all that. Nice. So next morning, you know. We're, uh, you know, we're all sitting there and we're ready to load out. We're going to, we've got all our, our gear packed now because mm-hmm. we're checking out of the hotel. We know this is our last night in Kalispell, which as a side note, Kalispell, Montana is where my daughter learned how to swim. Ha! Um, nice. Uh, when we drove up to Alaska in 2012, yeah. the old outlaw in there, um, she wanted to swim in. And back then, it's been since remodeled, but back then their pool didn't have a deep end or mm-hmm. shallow end. It was all like eight feet deep. Yeah. And she wanted to swim. And I said, well, if you want to swim, you got to just come in and swim. And she was like five years old and she, mm-hmm. she learned how to swim. But nice. So, uh, nice. Anyways, um, so we got to pull out and we get all in line. We had our second driver's meeting. Um, everything's going good. You know, uh, you know, they got the cameras on uh, Trent and, uh, you know, uh, from four, uh, from the <laughs> Trent from Peterson's and Vern. I'm not exactly sure who did the driver's meeting that morning, but, mm-hmm. uh, Christian Hazel, I'm sure. So, uh, you know, Trent McGee, Christian Hazel, really cool dudes, by the way. They're both from the magazine. Um, Hardcore wheelers. uh, A lot of fun meeting them, too. So we we hit the road. We This is where I'm going to make fun of Chad again, though. Okay. I like Um, it. I like it. We are going up the road, (laughs) and we're like 
two miles out of Kalispell. In fact, I don't think we had actually left Kalispell proper. I mean, we were we had left the hotel. Mm-hmm. We're driving through Kalispell, and uh, uh, Sam McGee, um, who's behind us in his, uh, I don't know what they call that thing. It's like a green tube car. Okay. He's behind us. And we always called it the boat. Kind of looks like a boat on wheels. It's full on tube car. Nice. He gets on the radio and he's like, "Hey, quick draw a jeep." And we're like, "Yeah, what's up?" You know, and we're on VHF radios. And he goes, "Uh, there's something going on with your rear, t- rear tire. I think it's coming off." <laughs> we're like, "Oh crap!" So we we rip into a uh, closed down abandoned gas station. Mm-hmm. We get out. You know, Chad's like, "Well, it's got wheel spacers on it. Maybe one of the wheel spacers came loose or something." So we jack it up. We're checking everything out. Everything's tight. Um. But, you know, we had seen in the mirror a visible wobble when he said this yeah. on the driver's rear tire. So mm-hmm. we're like, all right, well, maybe we bent a wheel. And we're hoping not because, you know, worn wheels, brand new wheels and all that. <laughs> yeah. But they, they were prototypes, essentially. So you nice. never know. Yeah. So we grabbed the, the spare off the back, put it on. Um, he goes to restart it. Click, 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 click. Starter's done. Oh. Fortunately, Chad, much to his credit. <clears throat> Had brought a spare starters, four spare axle shafts. Nice. Um, I think a water pump, all sorts of spare parts. Yeah. So we pull the starter out of the back of the Jeep. Boom, we got that thing on in like 20 minutes. Nice. Uh, the guys had kept going up the road. And that's, I, I guess, side note here. Um, typical wheel and trip when you're doing multiple rigs. The kind of the etiquette is that if you have a breakdown everyone pulls over takes no man left behind mm-hmm. takes care of that person this was the first wheel trip i've ever been on that was not like that mm-hmm. but it wasn't upsetting it was interesting the way they did it if somebody had a breakdown or a stuck that couldn't be immediately resolved mm-hmm. they assigned a crony to oh. take care of it so nice. we had like eight or nine <clears throat> cronies on this trip mm-hmm. and they would say all right who's the closest to who Boom. Okay, you take care of them. So Sam stood back and took care of us. Nice. Um, and he you know, stayed right there with us in case we needed anything. And the guys went on ahead. Mm-hmm. So we're there, uh, putting the starter in, um, you know, get back on the road. Tire's still wobbling the same. We're like, man, that axle shaft's bent. Mm-hmm. So, but the thing was, it wasn't noticeable physically. Like, it didn't, nothing in the Jeep. You couldn't nice. feel it. You couldn't, so it was you know. minor. What's that? It, was, it was a minor bend. I don't know. It was about an inch out of round. Well, it's pretty good. I mean, you could definitely <laughs> yeah. see that thing just whoa, 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 going down the road. But weirdly enough, now he had put sandbags in it, and I maybe I got to give credit to the Falcon Tires again because uh, I know if I did that on one of my swampers, I mean, we probably would have lost all our fillings on the trip. <laughs> yeah. That thing ran fine. It, it didn't seem to mind nice. the abuse. It didn't even wear funny. Nice. The whole week, we never we had the spare axle shaft. We kept saying every night, "Well, we'll probably replace it in the uh, <laughs> at the camp tonight." Yeah. We never did. It never got nice. any worse. In fact, we think on one of the obstacles, we bent it back a little bit and straightened <laughs> it out a little bit because, like halfway through the week, it got a little bit better. Nice. But uh, nice. So yeah. Um, so we start heading out, and we're uh, we're going along, uh, driving, and it, it that's something else. Uh, if you if you follow UA and you're interested in uh, this event, you can go to Motor Trend TV, mm-hmm. and they have at least seven or eight of the old seasons on there. Oh, that's awesome. Each episode's like 15 minutes long. Nice. They'll do a whole season. Uh, it's like eight or nine episodes. It's a new thing to binge watch. I love it. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're great. They're great. I love it. Um, 
so you kind of get the idea. Uh, back in the day when Rick Payway, the former editor of Four, who's since retired, Four mm-hmm. Wheel and Off Road, uh, he would do usually a wheeling day, then a road day, a wheeling day, a road day. Mm-hmm. Kirsten Hazel decided to change it up a little bit, him and Trent. Um, and they made it the plan to wheel every single day. I like that too. Break it, us up a little more. What's that? You're mixing it up. You're not having a whole day of just driving with nothing. Yeah. You're having fun all day. I love it. Well, you know, it's not all wheeling all day long. You still had some road stuff. So that was day two. We had a look. Oh, yeah. I mean, it breaks up the monotony of one over the other. Exactly. Exactly. <coughs> so we uh, we drove, I don't know how many miles outside of Calspell, and all of a sudden, you know, we see all the UA rigs. Mind you, we're behind now. We're, mm-hmm. we're almost a half an hour behind. We see all the UA rigs pulled into this museum on the side of the road. We're like, oh, this must be where we're going. So we mm-hmm. pull in. It was called the um, uh, Miracle of America Museum. The what of America? The Miracle of America Museum. Miracle? Miracle. 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 Okay. Miracle. Okay. Not America. Miracle. Yeah, I got it. Miracle. Miracle. You don't yeah. like the way I say miracle? Well, no, it sounded like you were saying miracle, like oh, America. Okay. Anyway. Well, miracle of American Museum. And this museum has apparently been there in some form or another the better part of 60 years. Oh, cool. And they collect American stuff. Nice. Military vehicles, steam tractors, steam cool. trains, motorcycles, uh, guns, um, a... Roswell Area 51 set with like aliens nice. and stuff. Nice. Old hovercrafts. Uh, How big is this place? I would say <clears throat> probably the better part of 15 acres. Wow. And as you're walking in it's so they got a main building, mm-hmm. then you walk out the main building, and there's like an old west town and all sorts oh, of stuff. Oh, cool. And each building has got different themes and oh, stuff in awesome. it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, if anybody's ever up that way in Montana, um, recommend it. It was. Yeah. We spent, uh, I, I, I think the whole group was there for about an hour and a half. We were only there for about an hour, mm-hmm. and we did not see everything. We did not have a chance to read everything, but I yeah. tell you what, I could have spent half a day there. Oh, believe it. Oh, cars, antique cars. Sounds like I need sorts. a wheel and road trip. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. It was super, super cool. Um but uh, I guess I jumped forward a little bit in my chronological thing. We did actually have another breakdown before we got to the Miracle American Museum. You guys or someone else? Someone else. So oh. uh, we had just left repairing our starter and our axle shaft. Mm-hmm. And we're driving, and we see Skinny Kenny's blazer sitting there in a Napa parking lot. <laughs> and we had heard some chatter over the radio, but we didn't really fully comprehend what was going on. Yeah. Apparently, Skinny Kenny was going down the road... And all of a sudden, um, according to the write-up online, but I thought I'd heard something different, uh, apparently a trans line blew, Ooh. and everything under the under the hood caught on fire. Oh. And so he wheeled into a Napa with his truck on fire, huh. and like six guys got out with fire extinguishers and Jeez. put it out. But it melted most of his wiring <clears throat> harness under his hood, all Bomber. sorts of stuff. But he's in Annapa, so <laughs> another crony stayed with him. In fact, I think Sam stayed with him and somebody else, and they continued to work on it. Mm-hmm. Well, we headed up the road. Um, fortunately, they got the blazer back on the road and yeah. he wheeled the rest of the, nice. the event. So uh, that was pretty crazy too. So that was our it was a pretty major fire. It was yeah. not like a little smoldering thing in a corner. Yeah. Like it was pretty <laughs> fried under the hood looking. Jeez. So 
pretty crazy. Um, so after after we left the Miracle America Museum, we went and did what's called the Carruthers Lake Trail, which is mostly like a rock and dirt type road with a little bit mm-hmm. of rock crawling, not like crazy stuff. Beautiful scenery, though. Beautiful, beautiful scenery. And at some point midday that day, we, uh, Dave Chappelle, not the comedian. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's on Dirt Every Day with uh, Fred Williams, okay, uh, who nice. was also on the trip this year. Nice. With his tube sock TJ, the one he drove underwater. Nice. So um, you've seen that video, I'm sure. I'm sure I have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, Dave Chappelle joined us. He had his um, Maz Grande, he calls it, his, his uh, Mazda that he built in a driveway in like a week, put some mm. Dana 60 and 70 with 717 gears under it. Uh, wait, what? Yeah. Oh, let's start with that again? It's like a Mazda B truck from the early 90s. Oh, okay. Okay. And he calls it Maz Grande. Okay. And it's got airbag suspension. Hmm. So no springs, no no leaf springs, no coil springs, airbag suspension. He's got Dana 60 front, Dana 70 rear, and 717 gears. Holy crap. I think, I, you know, memory serves me. I think he might have actually joined us the day before because I think he was at the Blacktail Wild Bill mm-hmm. thing. But that was the first time I really got to, to meet him and speak with him and stuff God, like that. That's a, that's a cool build. Yeah, it was really weird, but that's cool. You'll have to see photos. And it's oh, real yeah. low and did hmm. awesome on it. Um, and then, um, you know, the rest of the day we were kind of doing this, I'd say, kind of crazy. Um, you know, off-road, uh, you know, kind of trail, but back in the woods, and we're just going along and going along and going along. And uh, this is where I want to do a shout-out to another one of the sponsors, Onyx Off-Road. Mm-hmm. It's an app-based system that they have. They had set out the whole trail system along with Trent, and they, they oh, had everything wow. on there. And so we were able to, you know, anytime we were on the trail, we were able to look and go, okay, well, we got approximately this much left, or nice. this is where we're heading, or... If you know, we got behind. We could follow like the heads-up display of a video game. <laughs> Originally, they were supposed to give us um, GPS-based iPads mm-hmm. as loaners, but uh, I guess the company they got them from the they weren't GPS-enabled, so we ended up using our phones. <laughs> nice. So not Onyx's fault. It was yeah. whoever they were working with for the rentals. Mm-hmm. But um, you know that was that was pretty cool. Nice. And uh, you know we uh, we we end up going all the way up there, and uh, as we're Heading up, we, I think this was the night, and I could be wrong on this, but we're almost up to our campsite, our first campsite, and uh, they're like, um, you know, we get up and get, uh, Trent gets, not Trent, um, Christian gets on the radio and goes, hey guys, uh, we can't camp at the campsite that we were planning on camping on. Because somebody else is there, <laughs> and uh, what it was was there was a whole film crew up in there, up in the mountains, <laughs> middle of absolutely nowhere. Uh, they're filming a horror movie, <laughs> so <laughs> nice. And they were like all waving at us as we were going by, and they've got their crazy uh, uh, outfits on and stuff yeah. like that. Nice. And, and so that was that was pretty neat, and they're real nice people. But then we so we ended up keep wheeling up the trail, and we got up to this beautiful lake that was on a reservoir. Um, and it was our first camp night. It was cold up there, but believe it. we ended up uh, having a little, couple little fires, and everybody parked up there and that is uh, awesome. and camped up and so that. Well, what do you think, man? You know that would be the end of you know of day two officially day two. I think. Uh, do you think we should make people wait till next week for? I think we should. Yeah. Is there? There's what a week of this. 
We had a week. Uh, some days are a little bit less to talk about than mm-hmm. others, but you know, it might be a couple episodes here. I like it. I like but, it. Yeah, let, let's make them wait. Sorry, guys. I know you waited a long time for us to get back. Um, um, you got any final? More. <laughs> you got any final notes or anything you want to tell people? Uh, I know we need to make mm. an announcement. Wheels in the Woods. Uh, oh yeah, October tenth. Yep. Um, make sure you get there. So that'll be the week this airs. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, you're listening to this and you want to come up to Michigan to Wheels in the Woods, make sure you um, go on Facebook is the easiest way and just look up Wheels in the Woods 2020 and you'll find all the information you need. Yeah. But uh, anything else you want to do, John? No, I mean, we just got that coming up. Uh, Looking forward to that. Kind of scheduled work this week to be there. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Absolutely. And uh, you're, you're talking about your Thrash Fest finished projects. I won't go into details, but that's probably what mine's going to turn into right now. You better have her there. Oh, if I have to trailer it, I'll have it there. <laughs> I hope I don't have to trailer it. All right, folks. Next week, tune in uh, to hear about part two. Part two of <laughs> Ultimate Adventure. Yeah, but that being said, a huge thank you to Andrew, our producer. Obviously, without him, none of that. Where'd he go? I don't know. Uh, well, probably the same place I need to. I need no- to run to the restroom. <laughs> well, you do that. I'll finish this. So, uh, yeah, huge thanks to him. Without him, none of this would be possible. Um, if you're interested in more information about anything of us, check us out on Facebook. Uh, we also have the group 4x4 Talk, which is facebook.com slash groups 4x4 Talk, or just search it. A few quick questions to get you in there, and you can kind of interact with us, see everybody's posts about things, stories, all that good stuff. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Patreon. And then, uh, yeah, with that, thanks for listening, and have a good one, everybody.